You're now listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. All right, guys, welcome back to episode four of Redefine Your Twenties. Today, guys, we have Finn on the podcast. Finn, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. No worries. So you are the founder of Project 33, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And um, yeah, so I've been watching your content and everything on LinkedIn. I really love what you're doing. And so um, for a bit of context, like I've started this podcast really to um, bring on inspirational young people um, like yourself, really to inspire. Well, I was about to say you got the wrong person then. (laughs) <laughs> really okay uh but no so, so like just reading through your story in that and like the things you've kind of done at this young age it's like you know traveled and lived in so many like you know so many countries i have i've like hardly traveled you know so when i was just, just like re- reading through your stuff it's like wow i like, lived in all these countries started the company and that so i really wanted to like dive into the story to just like inspire other young people that they can go out there and pursue their goals and pursue their dreams, you know, and if they want to start that business, you know, like go through that process, like really work out what it is that they want to start and connect with that why and then go out and and do it. So, you know, for those who don't know who you are, maybe, maybe if you start by giving a bit of like background into uh, yourself and then um, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, 23 from Germany. Um, I, um, yeah, I mean, right now I mostly do social media stuff. Um, I used to go to college, dropped out after three semesters and that kind of started this whole, you know, more exciting part of my life. I think before that it was pretty, pretty, pretty average, I would say. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, doing lots of LinkedIn stuff with my agency. Um, we're doing LinkedIn personal branding for people, um, try to experiment with stuff you know I, I i try to teach myself a little programming uh, i uh, i turn books into instagram accounts sometimes um i read a lot so uh, i try to make you know project 33 not the only thing um in my life got engaged three months ago that's exciting that's not the easiest that's... time to try to get married um, that's for sure especially in germany especially with two people having different uh, uh, nationalities. It's, don't, you know, go to different countries. You need to collect a lot of documents. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so if we kind of go back to when you dropped out of college, like um, talk us through that, like why you dropped out of college um, and kind of that process. Oh, you still here? I think we might have lost Finn, guys. Give me a minute. Oh, are we back? Yeah, you're back. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of interested in when you first, so when you dropped out, uh, yeah, dropped out of uh, college and kind of that process, you know, because so I know a lot of young people and kind of like they may want to drop out, but then it's like their parents, you know, like what their parents going to say and kind of yeah. all these different things. So yeah. I'm really like want to dive into into like your mindset there. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my parents definitely weren't happy, um, but I got lucky in the sense that um, they they didn't give me an ultimatum. You know, they kind of like took it 
um, as it was. Um, you know, they're, they're still nudging me. They're still like, you know, you want to go to college, maybe? Maybe study something? Um, so, but I also got to say I'm, I'm from Germany and um, higher education in Germany is free um, with a couple exceptions. I mean, I think you pay like 300 euros per semester in fees for your university. Um, but it's not like in the US or something where you go into, you know, massive debt to be able to go to college. So that made it easier. Um, and also for me, um, I never decided at some point that I'm going to drop out of college and never going to come back. It was more like at one point, one day, I decided that tomorrow I'm not going to go to college and do something else. Yeah. And then that day I decided the next day, I'm also not going to go back to college. And I still know that, you know, if I want to go back to college right now, because I think it's useful or because I want to learn specific things, I can, you know, make that decision right now. It's not like I'm now not able to do it ever again in my life. It's just, mm -hmm. it, for me, it didn't make sense at that point to, to keep pursuing it. And so I just made the decision kind of continuously to spend my time elsewhere. Hey guys, Libros here and I just quickly wanted to intervene to let you know about the entire Grow Together podcast collection. That includes this podcast right here, Redefine Your Twenties. The Grow Together podcast collection, guys, is designed to help you move towards to accomplishing the ultimate goal, a better version of you. If you want to check out the entire podcast collection, then go ahead and click the link in the show notes below this episode. And now, guys, I will return you back to where you left off. Enjoy. Yes, yes. So um, because, you know, for me, I see a lot of people kind of they want to go out and do all these things, build a business, travel, or whatever yeah. it is, but they, but they don't. And so is it other people's opinions that hold them back? And because you've kind of gone out and done all these things, I just really wanted to, um, I'm sure at times you may be had this from other people but you've done it anyway you know and so it's yeah. like that mindset um yeah i mean so for me the traveling started i guess um when so i dropped out of college and i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do with my life like i didn't have a you know i didn't have a business at that point i didn't you know i, I had no clue what i wanted to do i just mm. knew i think sometimes it's more important to know what you don't want rather than knowing what you want because it's really it's it's really hard to know what you want i think no one really knows what they want because it also changes constantly um but i think knowing what you don't want is enough and so i knew that i didn't want to go to college and i just wanted to see what else is out there um so that's when i started my whole social media thing because i knew the one thing that i could do right now before i have it you know figured out is to document the journey um, so that's when I started an Instagram, LinkedIn, a YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter. And I just kind of started talking about, you know, what was going on in my life, you know, not trying to pretend, not trying to, you know, fake it till you make it, but just, you know, talking about the fact that I had dropped out of college, talking about the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do and all of these things. So, and and then I just started, you know, experimenting with things. I worked as a fundraiser for charity here in Germany. I started going to startup conferences in Germany, kind of just volunteering just to get myself in the ecosystem. Um, and then at one point it was actually, you know, like sometimes we have these epiphany moments. And I think it's really important to to act on inspiration. 
because inspiration hits very rarely. And when it hits, you need to capitalize on it. And so I remember I, I was here in my neighborhood. I'm right now with family because of this whole coronavirus thing. Um, and so I was here back then too. And I was going for a walk, you know, just to get out. I was listening to music, getting pumped up. And I just had this realization that if I really wanted to grow and to, to see what's out there, I just needed to get out of my bubble here because, um, you know, your environment holds you down and your environment kind of like um, puts you in a certain box because, you know, people who know you, you know, since you were a child, you have your parents around. So you yeah. fall into certain patterns. Right. Um, and so I knew like I needed to get out, just out, just. And, and so on that walk, I realized the craziest thing that I could do to get out is going to New York because, you know, you can go anywhere, but if you're going to New York, you know, that's, that's the kind of craziest thing you could do. So literally on that walk, I decided that I needed to leave and go to New York, came back from that walk home, straight up went to my computer and booked a flight to New York city five days later. And so I think it's really important that that's why I said you need to, act on these moments of inspiration because if I would have thought in that moment or I would have said, you know what, let me sleep on it tonight and see how I feel tomorrow. The next day you're back in your routine. You're like, that's just crazy. You can't just go to New York in five days. You don't know anyone there. You've never been to the US. And so if you let your rational mind kick in, you'll never make these decisions. Um, so I'm really happy that I booked the flight then because mm -hmm. you know now you kind of need to go. Otherwise, it's, it's sunk money. You just pay money on a ticket that you won't get back. So yeah, I, w I went to, to New York five days later. I didn't know anyone. I knew two people through Instagram. Um, so I hit them up, you know, to to see if, you know, I could sleep there. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, arrived in New York, slept on friends, on, on one of those two people, picked me up at the airport. I slept on his couch for three nights. Um, I had a flight back ticket from New York back to back to Bremen, back to where I live a week later, um, because you need to book a flight ticket back because otherwise they don't let you into the country. You need to prove that you have intention to leave again. Um, and I just never ended up taking that flight a week later. And I ended up staying for three months in New York, um, basically just getting by, you know, sleeping on people's couches that I had just met. You know, couch surfing through the app. Um, the app catches couch surfing. Um, yeah, all in all, stayed for six months. I stayed for three months, came back for ten days, went back for three months. Um, that probably kind of fucked my my visa situation because now the U.S. doesn't let me in anymore. Um, <laughs> so maybe don't do that. Um, yeah, in New York, you know, things started to happen. Um, I kept doing my social media thing, you know, just documenting. And New York was a pretty exciting place. So I think that definitely helped. Um, met a lot of people. Some people saw potential in me. Um, someone um, who I met, um, who I'm now really good friends with, he realized that I'm, you know, good at this social media thing. So he gave me some things to do for his stuff, paid me money for it. So that's how I kind of like got into, you know, social media freelancing, I guess, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then towards the end, oh yeah, and then to come back to the whole traveling thing. So that's how I first started traveling. 
Um, and then after my six month in New York, I wanted to come back to New York. Um, but that's when the U.S. said, nope, you're not coming back in. Um, and so then I needed to, I knew that I, you know, didn't want to be at home. I didn't want to be in Germany. It just seemed too easy and too comfortable and too familiar. Um, so Fran was going to Cape Town. So I went with him to Cape Town for a month. Um, then someone told me about Bali and that there are a lot of digital nomads working out of there. And I was just starting my business project 33 and it was remote. So I knew I could go anywhere as long as I have an internet connection, I can bring my laptop. So I kind of like, again, randomly, spontaneously decided that I'm going to go to Bali, was in Bali for six months, um, met my fiance in Bali. Um, we were in Berlin for a little bit, um, but now she has troubles with her visa because she can't stay in Germany permanently because she doesn't have German citizenship. So then we went to last year, we went to Mexico and Peru um, to live there for a couple of months. Um, yeah. And so it kind of happened out of, you know, partly out of necessity. Like I really wanted to be back in New York after that initial period, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for other solutions. Um, and then because my fiance couldn't stay in Germany, we also needed to find a place where we could both stay for a while without a visa. Right. It makes sense. And so ultimately, like, it sounds like the whole traveling thing started because you made that decision that after that walk, yeah. to then go to, to, you know, to, to then go to New York. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so with, because you built up a quite of a big audience, is it like over 35,000? Um, I, I mean, across, I think I have 19K on LinkedIn and I think 19K on Instagram too. And then I used to do YouTube blogs. So I have 1500 sub subscribers on YouTube or something like that, but not doing many YouTube videos these days, but I might pick it up again. Okay. Sounds good. So, so you kind of built up this audience from just documenting the journey. And so, yeah. um, like when you just made that decision to start documenting that, did you have like any, expectations going into it or just for like i'm just going to document this whatever happens happens yeah i just started documenting because i knew again i knew that was the one thing that could start right away after dropping out without having to know what i want to you know end up doing right okay now i realize yeah. that you know i now i realize that i'll never figure it out you know figure it mm -hmm. out i'll never end up somewhere you know I'll never have the final answer of what I want to do with my life. And I think that's, you know, an expectation that a lot of, you know, young people have that they need to figure out what they want to do. Yeah, I agree. It comes a little bit to, you know, the way that our parents chose their career is, you know, you study something, engineering, and then you're an engineer for the rest of your life. But especially in Germany, often people work at only one company for their whole life this is sh shifting now right um the gig economy you know um a lot of jobs are being displaced by you know machines innovation ai etc and so i think i, I never want to you know you know right now like i do a lot of social media stuff my agency is doing linkedin stuff but i i definitely don't think that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is what I'm doing right now in this stage of my life. 
I'm still experimenting. I'm still learning new things. I'm still, you know, trying to stay curious. And, um, you know, if I want to change what I do, then I'll do that. And yeah, I think we, we never have it figured out, you know, and you read it, you know, when you read these books, um, of successful people, they often tell you they had no clue when they started out and that they still don't have any clue, you know, and everyone's just kind of figuring it out along the way. And I think that's, that's a much one. It's a much more fun way to live life because you can adjust, you know, you can, mm -hmm. you know, I could decide tomorrow that I'm going to become, I don't know, stand-up comedian, or at least try becoming a stand-up comedian um, or whatever else. Um, and you also don't have the pressure of like, I need to decide now and whatever I decide now, that's going to be, that's, that's what I'm going to be for the next 50 years or the rest of my life. Mm. And so do you think like people can develop that within them, if that makes sense, like that curiosity and just kind of, um, I suppose ultimately like that mindset of, you know, like, because I think like, like you said, so often, young people are like, well, I'd have to figure out what I want to do, you know, and they just like yeah. really fixated on that. So do you think that type of like mindset and perspective and just always being curious and, and that can be developed within people? I don't know if, um, I don't know if it can be developed. I, I hope it can be at least to some extent. Um, I'm sure there are some, you know, either genetic component to it or, you know, it's mm -hmm. your, your wiring is that strong that you can only, you know, shift it to some extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me talking about my experience, like I really had, when I dropped out of college, um, I have this very vivid kind of epiphany moment, you know, mm -hmm. um, for me the the shift from you know being in college and just doing what everyone else does to being like i want to figure out something else and you know taking some risk with that that was not a gradual thing that was really like a like a like an epiphany um i don't know what triggered it mm. um but i was sitting in my room in heidelberg where i was studying and I don't remember what I was watching, but you know, my, 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 everything went silent suddenly, you know, and I just had this, a light bulb went off. I went to my bathroom. I stared at myself in the mirror for like five minutes and I had this massive grin on my face, like a massive smile. Um, I walked back into my room and I kind of looked at all of my things and I realized, you know, one, I was, I realized, why do I own all of these things I don't care about? Why am I trying to build up this persona of this person who I think I should be? Um, and so that was the day when I decided tomorrow I'm not going to go back to college. And so I do think people can have a shift in their life, you know, because it happened to me. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just, even even understanding that i think you create your own reality to some extent and so if you believe that after school you've you know you you have you know you're done with education you know you're done with learning now about you know working then that's what's gonna happen right but if you believe you know the learning never stops like i 
keep growing, I keep learning, I keep, you know, discovering new things, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I agree, man. And so kind of with this, I went, I'm wondering, um, because like with that society thing and everything, I think that does hold people back. So it's like, do you have any tips or just kind of thoughts on that and like how people can block that out and just kind of then de develop more of that mindset of like, I don't need to, to figure it all out. Like society might tell me to, or, you know, but I don't, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really tough. I think um, probably if you start surrounding yourself with other people mm. who, you know, who don't believe that, because if you're constantly hanging around your friends who all work nine to five and who all think, you know, life is about, I don't know, sustaining the status quo or who all think that it's impossible to be successful, you know, with, you know, building a business or, but if you then surround yourself with people gradually who, you know, who are doing crazy stuff, who are building their own business, who are traveling the world, who are kind of open-minded and, and, you know, chasing the potential that will, you know, color off, I think. So I yeah. think stuff like this, like a podcast, you know, where you, mm -hmm can get exposed to mindsets and to uh, like it, it happened to me too in that way like i started listening to a bunch of podcasts who you know i i guess kind of like self-help you know mm. um category and so that's really when i realized for the first time that there's something else than college right. because yeah. to me after i finished high school in germany like i never made the conscious decision of all right with all the possibilities that I could do right now, I'm choosing to go to college. Like I never made that decision, which is a, that's what you do. You know, like my parents both mm -hmm. studied, my big sister was studying, all of my friends who grad graduated high school with me went on to study. And so it was never, it was just a question, what am I gonna study at college, mm -hmm. you know? But it was never like, hmm, should I try starting my own business or study? It was because I had no friends who were running their own business. I was not exposed to that mindset. And so it just never occurred to me that that's even a, a possible path. And so the more you you surround yourself with people who are doing it and who did it, you start realizing the possibilities and you start realizing that, you know, um, you can make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I kind of want to touch on two other things the first is uh so then you started to like dive more into entrepreneurship in it like into business and that and so was that from when you were um i think you said you were helping another guy out with like his social media and then he was like you're really good at this and so yeah like talk us through kind of that like noticing that was a strength of yours and then deciding to um or kind of say you know saying like i'm going to build an agency and help these people do this yeah. Um, you know, I think I'm a big fan of just, I'm a big fan of doing your thing and sharing it publicly, mm -hmm. like, um, sharing whatever you're working on, whatever you're doing and, you know, publicly because other people will tell you what you're good at by offering to pay you money for it. That's how you know you're, you're actually good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, if they're putting money behind, you know, what they're saying, okay. um, and so 
to me kind of happened organically where I just, you know, started making videos on Instagram and, you know, started growing. And I just, the and then, so you just need to do your thing, um, whatever you're excited about, whatever you're passionate about. And then you just need to get in front of people for how that happened for me the first time is I went to a, so in New York, um, I think the reason why things started to happen for me in New York is because I met a lot of people. Um, I didn't have a business that I could grow. I didn't have, you know, um, I was living, living off of savings and I didn't know anyone. So I decided that the way I'm going to spend my days is go to two to three meetups every single day. So every day I would go on meetup.com or Facebook groups and just look what kind of events are happening that day or that week, sign up and go there and just meet people. Um, Networking, yeah, but more so, yeah, just trying to make friends. That's how I framed it at the time. And I still think that's a more powerful way to think about it um, is that you're trying to make friends um, because it has less of this. Um, vibe to it. Um, and so I went to a networking event, uh, an Instagram growth hacker meetup um, okay. um, that was hosted by this guy called Eduardo Morales, who, um, and um, they had this thing where people could present their Instagram um, and kind of get some feedback on it. And then the group would look at it and give some suggestions about, hey, maybe you could try this content piece, maybe you could try changing this, et cetera. And so um, I didn't know that's what's gonna happen, but when I got there, I realized. And so I got up on stage and kind of presented my Instagram account, um, mm -hmm. you know, just the stuff that I was posting about. Um, and then the organizer of the event, because he had seen a bunch of accounts, he was like, I really like what you're doing. I think it's really special. And I had a certain thing that I was doing to to grow um, an account, which was basically running story ads for a very low CP cost per click CPCs, um, like below like a quarter of a, a third of a cent I was getting clicks for. Um, and he, um, you know, he saw that and he was like, can you do that for my account and I'll pay you money. Um, and I was completely mind blown that anyone would ever want to pay me money for the stuff that I was doing in my free time. Um, and so the same thing happened with the LinkedIn stuff. The LinkedIn agency got started because I was posting videos on my, my personal LinkedIn, again, just to kind of document the story. And because I started relatively early on when, when, um, they just introduced native video, um, you know, I, I got to grow my audience relatively quickly in the beginning. And so at some point combined with all the going to events I was going to, two business owners approached me and said, hey, Finn, I really like what you're doing on LinkedIn. Can you do that for me too? And I'll pay you money. And again, completely mind blown. I was like, why would anyone pay me money for this LinkedIn stuff? Like, I'm doing that for fun. I'm doing it for myself as a hobby. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. I got together with a friend of mine um, initially as a co-founder. We're not working together as co-founders anymore. Didn't work out for us, but um, he had some some background in kind of like freelancing so he brought that experience in with you know how it works with you know contracts and invoices and and all of that stuff and um yeah that's how we started the agency 
we just told our friends about it. They introduced us to two people um, who they knew and that were our first clients. Yeah, so you were saying about um, LinkedIn and so you uh, well, so you started by, you know, I, I remember the Instagram, you do a native video quite early to that and then you were talking then about LinkedIn. Yeah, so LinkedIn, same thing happened. I started posting videos on LinkedIn um, and then kind of towards my end of, uh, towards my, the end of my stay in New York, two people approached me, two business owners approached me and said, you know, I really like what you're doing with LinkedIn. Can you do it for me too and I'll pay you money? Um, and that just, again, completely blew my mind that anyone would want to pay me money for this thing that I'm doing in my free time for myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got together with a friend of mine who was doing some freelancing at the time. So he brought in the kind of experience of, you know, invoicing and contracts and proposals and, you know, all that, all that sort of stuff that you need. And we got started together, put the word out there, let our friends know that that's what we're doing now, helping business owners, um, you know, grow their LinkedIn. And that's um, how we got two intros and that were our first two clients and yeah, went from there. And the same thing happened again, like um, recently, relatively recently, I am, um, I started um, to turn books into Instagram accounts um, mm -hmm. because, and I did it for myself because I started reading more again. Um, and there were a couple of books um, that I really enjoyed that I realized I, I learned through repetition. Um, I think most people do. And so I realized, for example, one of the books, Ego's the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, it was around, but it's not around right now, um, which basically talks about the idea of, you know, you need to um, figure out how to control your ego. Um, and so I knew that would be kind of a theme that, were, that I would need to iterate on and to really, um, to really incorporate those points. And so I knew at some point I would gonna reread the book again to refresh the ideas. And so I thought it would be kind of cool if there was an Instagram account that would kind of share um, those ideas from the book every single day, like a little snippet from the book that I would see on my Instagram feed um, every single day. So I could just kind of like for myself, right? And so I started to create that. I went through the book, picked out some of the snippets, some of the core ideas, some of the quotes, turned them into images on Instagram. And then I figured out a way through combining two softwares, how it could automate the account. So I uploaded all of the kind of 60 snippets. Um, and now every single day it would post a random snippet from that book to that Instagram account. And so it was just for me. So I could follow that account and then see on my Instagram account every single day, a little snippet from that book. Did that for a couple other books um, that for myself again. And then I made a LinkedIn video about it just to share what I was working on really with no other intention. I just thought it was kind of like a cool concept and a cool hobby. And I was a little proud about these accounts that I created. And so I made a LinkedIn mm -hmm. video saying like, Hey, here's what I did. You can follow that account right now. If you like that book too, um, that video got 12,000 views. And as a result of that, three authors reached out to me and said, Hey Finn, I really like what you do. And can you do it for my book? And I'll pay you money for it. Mm -hmm. And again, it was just kind of like, wait a second, people are willing to pay money for this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I was just doing it for myself as a hobby, but because I made it public and I shared it with people, they then told me as a feedback, you know, this is something valuable. And the, 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 the way that you know it's valuable is they're, paying, they're offering to pay you money for it. 
And so now I've, yeah. for, for five authors, I've turned their book into an Instagram account for a flat fee, right? And so I think- But even on that, I, sorry, Finn. Sorry, yeah. I, I just want to say, but even on that, like people then, like you say, might get a bunch of ideas and kind of do something similar, but then they might be listening to this with the expectation that something happens where you had no expectation that exactly. you know these people would reach out to you and i think there's something in that you know yeah 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 i think i think the kind of serendipity you need to allow it and i think the way you do it is by tinkering like you just do little things that you're excited about like you doing your podcast right it's it's because you i'm assuming because you enjoy it because you want to put something out to the world and you might you know at some point someone might see your podcast and be like, I really like, you know, the way you post it and the way you edit it and the way you format it and be like, Luke, can you, you know, produce a podcast for me? I'll pay you a fee per month and you make sure, you know, I find guests and you edit the, the audio and you upload it to YouTube and all of that and I'll pay you money for it. You know, that's an actual service that, that people do right now. Like there are agent podcasting agencies that literally do that stuff. And so I think if you just kind of like work on the things that you're excited about, you know, and you have little experiments and then you do the step of sharing it publicly and putting it out into the world so someone can stumble upon it and be like, huh, I really like this. I think that's really powerful. But yeah, yeah. The, the reason why you need to do things that you actually enjoy is for that exact reason, which you said is you can't have the expectation that someone see this and will pay you actual money for it. Because of most of the things that you do, no one cares about. No one wants to pay you money for it. Most of them are garbage or shit and not good. So but if you just do things that you genuinely enjoy anyway, then you win either either way, you know, you win either way. And so I know you've got um, a bunch of other projects and things you do. I, I, I on LinkedIn, I see, is it um, an app you're building? Yeah, yeah, app? same thing. <laughs> um, same thing. For that one, no one has offered to pay me yet. See, so this is a good example too. Um, I started a while back to basically create a notebook um, that I call Reminders to Myself. And it's a list of reminders to myself, but reminders not as in to-dos, like do groceries tomorrow, but reminders as in, you know, tell the truth, um, be kind to other people, um, you know, you know, things that build my character. Mm, and so, like principles, like principles, you know, no one's perfect. And so principles, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the, exactly, it's kind of like the Ray Dalio book of principles, um, but for myself, right? Curated for myself. So some of these things were things that I came up with myself, you know, lessons that I've learned through, you know, making mistakes. And I wanted to make sure that I don't repeat that mistake. So I just write that mental note. So I'll, you know, and then some of them are quotes by other people who that inspire me, et cetera. Um, and it was just a notebook in my Evernote. Um, and the problem with that is I realized it, it doesn't make sense if I just collect these snippets. Like I need to reread them. I need to see them again. That's the point of it. And so I had this massive notebook of like a hundred notes or something. And, um, you know, I used to like, maybe when I had a long flight or something, I would like go in there and read some of them, you know, again. Um, but it wasn't optimal. I knew I needed to see them for me again. Um, and so first I created an Instagram account kind of utilizing that same process where I turned all of my reminders into little posts. And then I created a separate Instagram account that would post one of these random things every single day to that account. I could follow that account. And so now every day on my feed, I see one of my reminders. Um, 
And then at some point I realized I wanted to have a separate kind of place for my reminders because on an Evernote, like I have a bunch of work stuff, a bunch of other projects, and I just wanted a separate place. So I created an app, um, basically like a notebook where it can enter all of these, the reminders into them. Um, and then um, I have an, I set up an automation that integrates with that app that every single day pulls out a random um, reminder from my app and sends me an email um, at 7 a.m. every day to see one of those in my email every day. And so I built that app again for myself because I wanted to have it. I have that app on my phone right now on my home screen. Um, yeah, and so right now no one's really using it except me. You know, I put it out there. I talk about it on my Instagram. I have it on my LinkedIn um, to allow serendipity. You know, maybe someone mm -hmm. sees it and is like, I want to use that app. Also, you know, if you want to use that app, you can use it right now. Yeah. But so far, I have I haven't I, found I product market fit. <laughs> I actually wrote it yeah, down. Yeah, you right. you'll you'll probably stop using it. I have lots of signups because I posted it. You know but I don't think anyone is actively using it except me, uh, which is okay. You know, that's, that's, I build it for myself, you know, but I'm also making sure that if someone stumbles upon this and it's like, this is a great idea, um, you know, either can you build me an app that is similar to this um, or someone is like, I like this app, I'll use it. I put it out there, you know? Mm. Yeah. And so with all these, so obviously with your agency and the smaller um, kind of projects that you're working on, how do you like balance dedicating time to all of it? Um, so one thing that I'm, I'm trying to actively work on is um, one thing that I, again, going back to that theme of knowing what you don't want, um, I know that I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, what kind of agency I want to build five years from now. I don't know how it's supposed to look. Like, I don't think I can know. What I know that I don't want is I don't want to build a golden cage where I now suddenly need to work eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, every single day to keep the machine going. And if I don't spend these hours, then everything falls apart and you know, so I'm trying to grow my agency and we're growing right now slowly. I now have three people um, who work as contractors for me. Um, you know, a year ago, it was basically just me. Um, but I, I want to grow it in a way where my aspiration is to work on it four hours a day and then have the other time for other things. Right now, we kind of recently onboarded a couple of new clients. We currently are building out a new product offering, so that's not working out most days. Um, but you know, I, I know that I want this extra time to be able to tinker, to be able to teach myself programming, to be able to work on my app, to be able to read lots of books. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm tr I'm I'm trying to grow. Um, otherwise what I'm doing, I'm, I'm planning my day every day before the next day. So I write down, you know, the hours, 8 a.m. till, you know, 10 p.m. And I block off certain things. Um, and I, and I have a to-do list, obviously. Um, 
what I'm really trying to do is um, embrace procrastination. Um, I think a lot of people say procrastination is, you know, bad. I think it's actually a really useful tool. Um, you just need to leverage it correctly, which is what I mean by that is, for example, a year ago, um, or let's say a year and a half ago, I was really into the idea that um, it's good to work as many hours as possible. And I kind of mm -hmm. took pride in that. Like I used to work 14 hours a day, seven days a week, um, never taking a day off. And I took pride in that as in, you know, if I met someone else who worked less than I did, I felt good about myself, about the hours. The problem with that is if you have that much time on your hand, you work on a lot of things that are actually not useful and they're not a driving a business and you just stay busy for the sake of staying busy. Um, and so, for example, what happened when I met the person who is now my fiance, um, I genuinely enjoy spending time with her. So I actively tried to spend time with her. So, you know, I, I, I actively tried to work less, you know, because I was like, I want to go out with her. I want to, you know, have lunch with her. I want to, you know, have a coffee in the morning in a coffee shop with her and then start working at 10 or 11. And so I suddenly needed to kind of compress everything a little bit more and really prioritize better. Mm. And so I realized if, if I, and so I kind of like analyzed all the things that were on my to-do list and all the things that I kind of had in my mind, what I want to work on. Most of these things are not necessary. They're just, they, they are there because like, they sound kind of good conceptually, but they're not actually driving a business. Um, and so I really started to look at things. What are really necessary things? Like if I do not do them, something will break, something bad will happen. Um, and so, and to come back to the procrastination, I think there is, a, I made a video about it the other day. There's a Churchill quote that says, don't put off until tomorrow that which you can do today which is the kind of like hustle mentality, you know, do everything today, like don't procrastinate, you know, finish everything today. And then there's the opposite quote by Nassim Taleb saying, don't, don't do that, don't do today that which you can put off until tomorrow. Basically, don't do anything today that you can still do tomorrow, which is, you know, procrastination. It's like, and so yeah. I realized um, Napoleon used to um, tell his secretary to not open his letters um, until a month after they arrived um, and just leave them closed. And the reason why I did it is because after a month, 90% of the things took care of it themselves. They were mm -hmm. kind of obsolete. They didn't need any action for him to, to, to do. Um, and so a lot of those, the same thing happens to your to-dos. Um, if you just wait until they're really mission critical, if you just wait until they're really necessary, most of those things have become obsolete because either you've decided to move into a different direction, you might have learned something new, um, you know, you, you might have realized that it's just not important at this point. And so embracing this and um, made me much more efficient and productive and made me able to do a lot with a lot less, achieve much more with, with less time. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
And just it kind of comes like, back to, I'm sure you know it. Is, I think it's called the Pareto principle. Yes, it's like that, yes. that, that 80% of your results are driven by 20% of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And so you can either try to actively do it and just look at your tasks and be like, what of these 10 things that I do every single day, what two of these 10 people drive 80% of my results and just stop doing all the other stuff? Um, or you just let procrastination do that for you where you just, unless it's like necessary mission critical, you have to do it today. Don't do it. Mm, Don't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, Finn, what would be some final thoughts or words of um, encouragement or something that you would share with maybe, you know, somebody who, who is just coming out of college or high school or somebody who's, you know, young young entrepreneur like like ourselves and just starting their business, what would be some, some um, words of encouragement you would share with them? Oh, I don't know, man. I I think, you know, just see that it's possible. Like there are people, not me, but there are other people who are way more successful or um, than me, you know, see that it's possible. And then also, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Just assess the risk properly. Like, for example, I don't think I really ever took a real risk with dropping out of college because I knew I could come come back a month later, three months later. So think about the worst case scenario. You know, we often paint the worst case scenario much worse than I had. We're like, all right, if I stop going to college now and I start figuring out this business thing, all right, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to fail. I'm going to lose a little money. I'm going to be six months older, have learned a lot of lessons, and I'll go back to college. And now I study my thing. It's like, is that really that bad? Probably not. You know, yeah, don't do anything. Yeah. So it's 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 really not a life death thing situation that you're trying to figure out. You know, most of the time, the things that we regret in life is the things that we didn't do that we could have done rather than the things that we did and didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about what you do and uh, connect with you and maybe check out some of, of your projects and that? <laughs> um, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube are probably the biggest ones. Um, just Finn Thalmeyer, my name. You'll find me under that. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Finn, thank you so much. Guys, I will um, link all of Finn's social uh, media accounts um, in the comments and in the description. So, yeah, you know, if you wanted to connect with Finn, then head on over to his um, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube and connect with him. And I will be back next week with another young leader, young entrepreneur, young inspiring person as we try and like get the message out of there to redefine your twenties and go out there and ultimately do something that, that you love um, and just embrace this journey of life. So Finn, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, Lou Rose here and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Redefine Your Twenties. I hope you liked today's show and if you did, please go ahead and leave a review or a comment below this episode. Check back every week for a brand new episode of the show where we will be interviewing young people in their 20s who have redefined their 20s by diving into personal growth and following unconventional 
paths. Check out Grow Together for the entire podcast collection that will help you to accomplish the ultimate goal, a better you. Have an awesome day.